It's the Exit 52 podcast presented by Jimmy Seafood Instant Analysis after a 34-20 win for the Baltimore Ravens over the Cincinnati Bengals here on Thursday Night Football in Baltimore. The people are streaming away from the bank here as I sit here and record banks. You and I took this one in together. Uh, and now we sit here at midnight Eastern time um, heading into Friday, November 17th to talk about this one. Um, which is has some positives and has some negatives. The positives that the Ravens are eight and three and they win another divisional game. The clear negative is the unfortunate Mark Andrews news about his ankle injury that the re that the uh, that John Harbaugh said is likely season ending. But let's attack the positive first. Banks, a rocking bank tonight in Baltimore. A pretty routine victory for the Ravens once Joe Burrow was knocked out of the football game. And um, the Ravens are firmly in control of the, you know, back sort of firmly in control um, of the AFC North and and still have all of the number one seed possibilities out there in front of them. The bank was rocking tonight. I think that's the biggest story right now. We took back what was ours. AFC North was a little bit in the balance there after we pissed down our leg against uh, Cleveland, obviously, a very short time ago. But the place was absolutely electric. I haven't seen that place like that in a long time. Energy was there from the very jump. Uh, had a moment even there where I, I looked at you and I was like, you feel that under your feet? The place is moving a little bit. Like yep. that's, that's when you really know. And, and they played a really comprehensive football game, made a statement touchdown drive to open the game. There was the blip there with Joe Burrow uh, driving down the field and they got into the end zone and, Took a took a, a lead for a short period of time there. Obviously, the injury is a major storyline of this game and the AFC North moving forward. But I said it on a on a brief Instagram live we did on a ramp walk on the way out. Um, the the gist of that is we're not apologizing. There's no chance we're gonna apologize for Joe Burrow getting hurt and missing the majority of this game. Obviously, it changed the complexion of the game very much, but with the way that the AFC North and especially the Ravens presence has been defined by that the last two to three years with injuries and, you know, COVID mishaps in 2020, the entire division has been decided in late season games where the Ravens have not been anywhere near their full selves. And so I'm not going to apologize if the Bengals have a, the short end of the stick in a big game here when we earn the right to kind of be in the driver's seat by kicking their ass in September, I won't apologize for it one bit. So we took back what was ours. We took back our building. We took back the division. Uh, we're in the driver's seat. Obviously, there's a lot of work left to be done, and and it's not the easiest uh, roadmap there with without Mark Andrews, and that that's very unfortunate. But you have to be feeling good about the way the boys played tonight, the the outlook for the division, and uh, everything moving forward right now. Yeah, I, I think you summed it up well. The drive at the beginning of the game is a total statement drive. Um, obviously, this the storyline that went along with it is something we'll get to involving Andrews. Um, but it felt like they were they were dialed in there on that first offensive drive. And then, as you said, you at one point turned to me after the Bengals, you know, scored to make it ten to seven. You were like, I don't necessarily love how this is going in terms of kind of the vibe and the script of the game. And I don't think you were totally wrong there. I mean, the Bengals certainly. Um, made a little bit of a statement themselves to go down there after it felt like the Ravens could kind of get up and go after going up seven, nothing to take the lead. And then the game obviously totally changes when Burrow goes out, you know, you know, Jake Browning, who you and I were like at times, like, you know, 
this is not bad. He's not bad, um, but just was never going to uh, allow the Bengals to operate at their top end offensively. Um, and that kind of changes the, the total outlook of the game. Um, doesn't matter. The Ravens need to pick up this win and they get it done. Doesn't matter who's injured. Doesn't matter who's out. The Ravens had two huge injuries on Sunday. No Ronnie Stanley, no Marlon Humphrey, and then lose Mark Andrews on the first drive and were able to get it done. Yes, it's not a you know gigantic injury like you have at the quarterback position for the Bengals, but still, you know, you have to come out and get it done. Um, and and they can take some positives out of the game overall. You know, I think Odell Beckham Jr. continues to kind of come into his own here, gets over 100 yards receiving. I have to get to him quickly. I, I mean, Kyle Hamilton, I, I, you know, he just seems to be there every time they need him to be there on a third down or, or whatever it may be. Um, and we haven't talked about him a ton this year. I know he had the pick six last week, kind of got, you know, tossed out by the Ravens blowing that game. And we've talked about a bunch of different guys, um, just about a BK, you know, kind of coming into his own. Obviously, the Roquan Smith stuff. Patrick Queen has played great this year. You've had guys on – at cornerback, but but Hamilton is just such a weapon in the defensive backfield, and they've moved him around in, in different ways, and, and he just always seems to come up with a key play when they need him, and I thought he was all over the field tonight. I, it didn't really show up in the stats, but it just just felt that way um, from an onlooker's perspective. Um, and this is, a, this is a really nice divisional win, and now the Ravens get some time off. I mean, I think that's a, that's a, huge, a huge deal to kind of get this done and not have to deal with um, a game for a while. So, um, you know, we can get to the Andrews injury here in a second, but I, you know, agree with what you said. It's, it's sort of like we were sitting there in the third quarter together and I was just like, well, this is sort of like a sleepy game at this point. It doesn't feel like the Bengals can really summon anything with no Joe Burrow. And it feels like the Ravens are in like second and a half gear, second gear, like Lamar is just kind of getting them down. They're kicking field goals. Obviously they have the touchdown near the end of the game. Um, and uh and, and get it done there but um yeah just sort of a sleepy game once burrow leaves that kind of took the edge out of the whole thing um and yeah now they they have they don't they play like one game in whatever it is 20 something days um so certainly some time to, to find to get some guys healthy as they go through here in the next couple of weeks but the andrews injuries is a huge deal I think we need to, we just need to get to it. I mean, he goes down on the first drive. You and I are hoping maybe high ankle sprain. Seems like he's more damaged to his ankle than that. And um, it's a giant, giant, giant loss. Yeah, it would seem to be a fracture if they're declaring so early that it is season-ending. Um, obviously, that's speculative, but that's that's the word from from Harbaugh post game. Um, obviously, I mean, he's just such an effective piece of this offense, and there's probably you know, teams where if they had a Mark Andrews and he goes down, that would be less tooled to to try to backfill that. Like, I think Isaiah likely is a very nice piece to try to step up and at least fill the gap as best possible. Like, he's just simply not Mark Andrews. But um, in terms of just, like, us having guys that opposing defensive coordinators simply have to game plan against, like he he is probably the biggest weapon that we have offensively, other than of course Lamar Jackson. But um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see the way that the offense kind of turns its attention and really turns up. Uh, Zay Zay Flowers had a very effective night 
Uh, obviously, he had a touchdown absolutely stolen from him. I mean, there's I mean, that, that's one of the worst calls you'll ever see. An absolute imprisonment situation there from Stripes on that call. Um, I'm I'm glad that we still went down the field, got that touchdown on that drive. A um, little bit of a ball, don't lie there with the ball finding Aguilar there. But um, yeah, it's uh, it's a really big loss and we can really try to dissect it all we want. And I'm sure Spencer and Jake will dive deep into that and have some really profound and X's and O's on that stuff. But right now it's, it's pretty heartbreaking because this team is um, capable of doing really awesome things and they very well might go on to do those things. They might not. Uh, But Mark Andrews has been such a big piece of the fabric of this team uh, for a few years now, and it's been such a great duo with Lamar Jackson. And, um, you know, obviously, if, if we don't go do great things, we're going to point to that as maybe one of the reasons why. And if we do, it'll be bittersweet because he just, you know, he deserves that type of success. Um, so it's it's definitely heartbreaking. And, and I hope in some way, somehow that uh, the, uh, the reports are not 100% accurate and somehow we can find him down the road but that's probably ambitious at this point yeah i mean based on them declaring it that early as you said it feels like it's a pretty has a lot of finality to it when you do that right after a game it means the diagnosis is pretty quick and whatever maybe if you get all the way to a super bowl there's enough time or, or what have you but i'm sure we'll get some more information over on that over the next couple of days and while they have some okay pieces at tight end none of those guys are you know one of the best three or four tight ends in football. So you don't have an all pro sitting on the bench. I do think the one positive or silver lining you can take is as opposed to other seasons when Mark Andrews would have gone down, it does feel like Lamar Jackson has the options on the outside to hopefully negate some of that loss. Um, and yes, Mark Andrews being on the field helps out your Rashad Bateman's and your Zay Flowers and your Odell Beckham Jr.'s to get open. But you know, Lamar feels like he's finding a real rhythm with um, with those three guys. Um, and, and I thought those guys all played pretty well tonight. As you said, Flowers was totally robbed of a touchdown. He's Mr. Excitement whenever he gets the ball in his hands. And then, as I said at the top, it, it just feels like Odell looks a little bit more like Odell. Um, he's more explosive. The long um, catch he had in the second half was not the only time that he was open um, down the field. And... Um, he just feels like he's got a little bit more, you know, giddy up in the last three or four weeks than he had at the start of the season. And that makes sense coming off of the injury, um, and kind of playing his way back into game speed and shape. And so that could be huge if those guys can now stay healthy and Lamar can work the outside of the field and, and the Ravens can get creative with a guy like flowers. It feels like you just move all over the place to get him the football you know, maybe they're able to stave off that loss um, a little bit more than they would have in previous years where so much of the passing game was so reliant on, on on Mark Andrews. And it still very much is. I mean, you saw how he was used on the first drive. I mean, he kind of started off the drive with that catch um, near the sideline, and then the play got hurt by, you know, he's close to getting in the end zone there and, and starting it all off. So um, it feels like they're ready to deal with that loss more than they have been in previous years, but it's still – just a giant loss and comes on the back of, you know, Marlon and Ronnie Stanley both getting hurt on Sunday. It's just a tough, like 
five days of of really marquee guys going down and getting hurt with different severities. So um, you hope that some guys can step up at the tight end position and they can get a little bit more out of their wide receivers um, than they have previously. Uh, but, you know, g- going to Lamar, you know, I think he played pretty well tonight. I think you and I were kind of going back and forth in the middle of the game about whether he looked totally right at times. He, he came up limping on the one play um, near the red zone, and and it didn't look like he was maybe totally 100% at times during the game. Um, but he puts up nice numbers, you know, two touchdowns through the air. I think he's around like 50-so rushing yards. I should have put it that's in front of me as I talked here. But um, he was pretty in control tonight for the most part, I thought. Um, and I think – finish the game better than offensively than they did last week. Yeah. Yeah. And I think um, the play, he definitely came up limping at some point. He got taped up in, in the tent for a short period of time. Uh, I mean, we had a pretty good view of it. They weren't, they weren't having Tyler Huntley, you know, throw passes on the sideline to get warmed up. There was no serious concern there, but he, he definitely was not his 100% full self there. I think there was one red zone play where he scrambled left and it looked like he had, serious opportunity to get around the edge and get to the pylon and it was one of those um situations in the second half where we had we were up two scores already and um in another scenario he might have a little more gusto get around the edge and try to score a touchdown in a a more decisive game situation but he just wasn't having it um today which which is fine um yeah i think pass protection wise this is we we definitely had some speed bumps um, you know, given the Ronnie Stanley injury, um, the pass protection just wasn't quite as good as it's been at some points in the season. I don't, that's no surprise to anyone. Um, Lamar handled it. Okay. I would say, uh, there was a little bit of that panic look he had from time to time. Um, sometimes that, that leads him to great success and great plays. Sometimes it leads to a little bit of that, try to do too much type of scenario. Um, I'm always amazed by the way he keeps his, his, keeps his eyes downfield almost to a fault. Like sometimes there's a handful of yards in front of him where he can just take it. And he did take those yards a lot of times tonight. Um, we saw some of those shaky slides that he had at certain times. Um, but uh, I mean, like, like for example, there was the weird play where he rolled out left and likely is like six, seven yards downfield. And he kind of like got caught in between with him as to whether likely expected him to go block or, or catch the pass. And he threw a little dart at him and it slipped through his hands. Like those are the kind of small things that I think Lamar is just in such great sync with a Mark Andrews with that him and likely are going to have to kind of build a better rapport about it's a freakish kind of play. And it, it, that miscommunication could happen with anyone, but um, yeah, it's uh I guess it's a testament and it goes against the grain of so many people just thinking Lamar's constantly looking to run. Like he will run. Yes. But he always is looking to make a play with his arm. Um, There's a little bit of a disconnect there nationally. I think in the perception with him, it's like you can run and also try and be a passer to the very end as you kind of approach the line of scrimmage. And I think Lamar does that in a big way, but um he was outside the pocket a lot tonight. Uh, I think that the throw to, to Bateman for the touchdown was a brilliant play. Um, kudos to Bateman for squeezing it. Um, he can get that off his uh, off his you know that weight off his shoulders. 
it's been, I mean, that's his first touchdown since the big drop against Pittsburgh. So yep. um, kudos to him for that. But um, I guess the other, one of the other major stories of this game is how involved the officials were. Uh, obviously we touched on the penalty uh, that just inexplicably brought back the touchdown, but they were even more so evolved across the board. I mean, both teams had nine penalties. Uh, Ravens were uh, tasked with 110 yards. The Bengals yeah, there's almost 200 yards. There's almost was, 200 yards in penalties in this game. Yeah, insane, insane. And some of them, yeah, sure. Some of them were just downright. I mean, even Aguilar drew a pass interference there. Maybe it was a makeup call. I don't know, but yeah, I mean, L job by him. But they also they also uh, missed a block. They also missed a block in the back on the punt return in the first yeah, half. Yeah, smoke the Bengals. It was a. It was not the most well officiated game I've ever seen in my entire life. And drones. I don't know what to say about those drones flying over the stadium. Uh, it's so funny that that happened at the Maryland Ohio State game which is the first time I'd ever seen that. I was on the road at Ohio State. They had a drone delay in the middle of that game. And, yeah, it seemed like we had two of those delays based on people texting us when we were at the stadium. And you could see the drone above the stadium. Uh, it was the same one the whole time. Um, but, yeah, it, the, the, the game was officiated. You know, I, I guess if you want to give the officials credit, both teams had nine penalties, so they evened it out. Um, but – Two huge calls. I mean, they 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 make the holding call on Odell, not a hold, just straight up not a hold. It's a touchdown. Yeah. They wipe off the board. Um, and then that what you know, it felt like the way the game was going. If you know you're playing kind of a nip and tuck, nip and tuck close game, that that block in the back on the punt's a huge call. And then they call 15 on the other side for for uh, unnecessary roughness. And it's like, well, I just it that block in the back's right in front of you. How do you miss the call? So yeah. You know, didn't end up playing a part, but certainly a you know weirdly officiated game, and they were they were very very involved throughout. I agree with you. I think the Aguilar on the other side, the Aguilar pass interference didn't look like that much like a pass interference based on what we saw. Obviously, if you're watching on TV, maybe you saw more looks, got it slowed down, and and you can jump in the comments and tell us if we're wrong. But um, it just felt like a like a lot of lot of officials involvement. Um, and then just to touch on it defensively, Banks. Felt like the Ravens were pretty stout for the most part. They you know allow the one touchdown drive in the first half that you know was a little concerning, and then that late kind of garbage touchdown. I know Roquan Smith's out there like, hey, we you know can't let that happen, but the game's over it is what it is. Um, and then the Ravens were just kind of stopping the Bengals like around the Ravens' forty yard line over and over and over. One that resulted in a field goal, one that was a missed field goal for McPherson. So overall, like a very solid defensive effort. I know you were very high on what Adafioe was doing um during a lot of the game. Yeah, no, that that's just it wasn't so much of him in this game in particular, but he's just been very consistently uh, he's I mean he's always been in the backfield, but he's getting closer to getting guys on the ground and really making impactful plays. Um, so I just acknowledge that for what it is. He's getting, getting guys on the ground a little bit more and he's very involved, um, defensively, like, ah, man, like we, we had some cracks showing a little bit there on the ground in the first half that, that touchdown drive that we gave up was really kind of that, that piece of it. Um, of course, when, when it became the Jake Browning show, uh, we really locked that up pretty tight. So I, you know. That's just one of those contextual football type of things where, yeah, you're going to expect to tighten up the run when you're not very fearful of the quarterback on the other side. But um, 
all, all things considered, kept them under 300 yards. Um, you know, went over 400 on the offensive side. That stat sheet pretty much bears out with who was, who was the better team tonight. Um, and then, like, it seems like such a small thing, and it wouldn't be worth saying for almost in almost any other scenario, but just because we've found so many ways to lose football games this year. Um, just the Ravens in the second half playing very just smart. Um, they did push the football down the field and threw it, but they didn't do anything to shoot themselves in the feet. Uh, I mean, even one of the big Odell Beckham catches, he, he did a really good job where he had a, somebody coming kind of from his blind side, but the ball was protected where it easily could have been stripped out. Just, just like little tiny things um, that, again, like shouldn't be commendable per se because you should just be doing them all the time. But the Ravens just did a lot of those right things tonight to – to avoid putting themselves in more trouble than they needed to be and just close this thing out and got it home. Yeah. I, it was like a professional performance in the second half to just kind of get through the rest of the game. You know, I theoretically, could they have stomped on their throats a little bit more in the second half? Yeah, but it is what it is. It's an NFL game. It's hard to win by 50. You get it done. You roll through the rest of the game. You move on to the chargers yeah giving up the late touchdown i love roquan being pretty upset about that i appreciate that yeah that kind of attitude is is what i love about the guy um oh, i mean we, he's, he's we didn't see that we were on the ramp uh, we were on we the were ramp getting, we, we had, were getting yeah quick exit after the we called it. touchdown so um not gonna not gonna dance around that we were no idea what happened on that drive. I'm looking at the uh, play-by-play here. Okay. Zero. I also just I also just looked at it. Run for two, big sack. They picked up 15 on third and 18, and then they scrambled for 19 on fourth and three. Jake Browning, Washington's final. Yeah, and then another big pass for 19. Jake Browning for 13 with a defensive holding. Got add, added on to that. Cool. Good. Good for them. Good for them. Yeah, wonderful. Is what it is. That drops them. Yeah, we talked about this. They are five and five. They are not six and four. Okay, they have an uphill battle. And uh, I have we gotten any real sense of what's going on there with Joe Burrow? Is the wrist broken? Is it sprained? Like what's going on there? I can't say uh, I've uh, done any reporting here, but let's just do a Twitter search as we say. Yeah, here. I'm gonna I'm gonna dig into the standings here a little bit um, as you do that. Yep, this is this is Zach Taylor, Joe Burrow believed to have a sprained right wrist. Okay, that okay. Well, the Ravens are eight and three. The Steelers are six and three, and so are the Browns. And the Bengals fall to five and five. Who knows how long Joe Burrow is going to be out? Um, it's it's kind of an interesting picture here now. Like the Steelers, gosh, I mean, we know who they are. They're not good. The Kenny Pickett led Steelers are not a good football team. Somehow they're six and three. I insist that they're a bad team. They are worthy in terms of their their ability level. They should be a seven to eight win team, but they've gotten themselves a six and three by stealing a bunch of games. And um, have an easy enough schedule where I think they land at nine, maybe 10 wins. So um, the Browns having their quarterback situation leaves it pretty 
dire for them to get to a nice number there in terms of the win total. And then the Bengals have all the work cut out for them in the world where, I mean, gosh, there's so much football left to be played. And there's a couple of divisions here in the conference that are just kind of a joke. Um, but um, I think any given of those three teams below us in the AFC North could very well find themselves outside the playoffs. I mean, we went from, hey, we might have four AFC North teams in the playoffs to, gosh, like we could sprint out and take this division and they all could be on the outside looking in. Like, who knows? Like, there's just, there are so many question marks re remaining for the rest of the division. And it's not that we don't have our question marks. Our question marks just pertain at this point, And I'm, this is dangerous talk, but it pertains to whether or not we're capable of winning the Super Bowl. For them, those questions are, will they have the gas to push it across the line to get in the dance? So that is the big win tonight is that we have positioned ourselves in that spot. Yeah. I mean, it's a one seed conversation for the Ravens. It's been for the last three weeks. Can you get to the one seed and then can you host the AFC championship game to get yourself to the Super Bowl and put yourself in the most optimal position to get yourself there? We shall see last week's, or Sunday's game was a step back in that direction. This is a step forward. Um, I think if you're a Ravens fan, you should have your Eagles gear on a Monday to get both teams back to sort of level level um, pecking there um, in terms of going through. Um, go go uh, go Taylor Swift's childhood team, not her current team. Correct. Um, the Swift family, presumably. So hopefully. Hopefully that can that can happen, but yeah, I, I think you're right. I think the Steelers don't feel like a team that have the horses to challenge the Ravens for this division. And then with the Burrow injury and the situation with Deshaun Watson, it, it I don't know if the if the uh, if the Browns and Bengals can really challenge the Ravens have certainly put themselves in position and with my Eagles T-shirt hanging from the door banks need uh, need, Philly, need Philly to get it done. Gold rush. Mm. We'll see what Taylor does. Well, she, if she goes half Jersey, half Jersey, if she goes full Chiefs. If this game was in Philly, it would be so entertaining with Taylor there in full Chiefs. She would get booed. So That would be so tremendous. She's very lucky this game is in Kansas City. <laughs> that would be unbelievable. Um, uh, so, yeah. Any Anything else to, as we hit the half an hour mark here at 1230, anything else do you want to comment on from this one? I want to want to echo your statements. A great environment at M&T Bank Stadium. Yeah. Um and uh, Thanksgiving baby makes you makes you like project forward to what to being excited to be at playoff games. Just a just an awesome environment. It's you know obviously it's on a weeknight tough place for people to get at times. So everyone was in the seats. It was pretty full. Um, no, pretty much all all the way full at the beginning. So yeah, and some extra production value that the the team put in from an entertainment yeah. standpoint. The yep. the I mean for me personally the NES uh, game between. Uh, real fan Dan and captain defense and and well, I think Poe was the third. I mean that was, that was, was the great. third. Yeah, club um, level, club level Poe. The, the wristbands and the the lights down and just well the light um, up wristbands very Taylor Swifty. Yeah, We're keeping that in yeah. mind when she does at her concert always. Yeah, they, they, and, big, right. and big boy and big boy just big boy was awesome. Big boy was awesome. Yeah, big boy cheap trick handshake. <laughs> He uh he was great. 
Yeah, they, they they definitely put a little more oomph into the game from a production standpoint, which is what you're going to do in a night game. Oh, for um, sure. They knew that this was the big one. Yeah. This was the big one. We knew that in April when they dropped the schedule. So. Yeah. Very, very fun. Lots were lots were popping off. Hopefully, hopefully our pal, uh, Mr. Spenny, is okay. We just have not heard from him since the end of the game. So hopefully he's fine. <laughs> no, I'm sure he Probably. is. He's just doing spenny stuff a little doing bit of a weapon that he kid. was at, he, he was he was out and about um and nice to get some some shout outs as we walked around from some podcast listeners just sort of some some highs and hellos so always appreciate the uh people out and about that are listening and uh and um appreciate uh all of those those shout outs as we walk through and banks and i enjoyed our night at mnc bank stadium as the ravens take home a 34 20 win um you can go back and listen to um, Spenny Banks and RDT did a did a did a three way pod the other night. Had some fun. Talked a little talked a little Ravens. Obviously, that's a little bit ancient history, but talked some Orioles as well. Um, and we'll have sort of our regular string of pods. We're going to try to get it done all earlier in the week because obviously we have Thanksgiving coming up. This was Thanksgiving tonight. Was Thanksgiving Thursday? So Thanksgiving. There's been some disconnect, and I have not really put a stop to it at all, but Thanksgiving, in my mind, was really just covering this five-day period between the Browns game, and then, of course, this was the top of Thanksgiving, was a Thursday night game in November at the bank. We're taking back the building against AFC North opponents. Um, But we're pushing Thanksgiving forward, and it's going to refer to us just doing a a nice little happy hour early next week. I think that's the plan for next Tuesday. So, Yep. So should be a good time. Make sure to follow the podcast at X52 Podcasts and all of your platforms. It is scrolling down at the bottom how you can Mm. follow the rest of our podcast people, me, Banks, RDT, Spenny, and Jake. Jake, who is out of the country. We we, we haven't seen Jake in in quite a bit. He's He's – traversing the world so um hopefully we can get some report on that when he returns back to to jump on the uh the airwaves we would mm. we, we we await but a great night great night in baltimore a 34 20 win for the baltimore ravens and thank you for following the podcast we very much appreciate appreciate jimmy seafood and their sponsorship as always and we will see you next time on the exit 52 podcast presented by jimmy seafood 